Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to episode 24. Today's focus, do this one thing to improve your marriage today. So sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical, a Catholic relationship podcast giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. Moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchained the art of one flesh divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day while also helping men understand marriage and courting not dating in the catholic faith why because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage this is episode 24 bam Quote of the day, quote, love is trinity, sex is duality, but there are many other differences between the two. Sex rationalizes, love does not. Sex has to justify itself with Kinsey reports, you know, like, but Freud told us, or no, one believes that today. Love needs no reasons. Sex asks science to defend it. Love never asks why. It says, I love you. Love is its own reason. God is love. End quote. Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Three to get married. Are you here to build a better marriage? Do you worry daily about the state of your relationship with your wife? Do you really understand how she thinks, how to keep her happy, her deepest needs and desires? Would you like to regain the respect, intimacy, devotion, and communication you once had? Or better yet, make your marriage better than it was, holier than it was, more impassioned than it was. Not sure where to begin. Visit www.savemycatholicmarriage.com and save your seat for the Marriage Masterclass today. If you're ready to man up, get your woman back and battle for your marriage, visit www.savemycatholicmarriage.com and enter the Marriage Masterclass now. Today's subject is an alpha marriage tactic, tactic number three. 
It's time for the Catholic Alpha Marriage Tactic, a series of marriage tactics that will transform you from zero to hero. But only if you drop the laziness, aloofness, and pride and actually do them. Consider, is your marriage passionless, lackluster, mediocre, or currently in the toilet? We want to get it back on track, don't we? Make it great? Then consider today's alpha marriage tactic number three. Either listen to me now or I guarantee you, you'll be looking for me or someone like me later. So what is marriage? So what is alpha marriage tactic number three? It is you must realize love is not an emotion. That is a very hard thing for us to get over that love is not an emotion we all think you know love is fuzzy love is giving us a warm feeling but that is not what love is that's a facet of love so what is the real meaning of love though more important what is christ meaning the catholic church meaning of love i'll sit here for a second and i will let you think about it okay so there's one So there's two, there's three. Is the meaning of love a completely emotional thing? Like I said before, is it, is it fuzzy? Is it like this thing that feeling that I love somebody that I'm, I'm close to them and all that? Is it a fine feeling in your loins when you see a woman or your wife or whatever, because you have this certain feeling in your loins? (laughs) Do you, does that love? Is it some unattainable possession that is elusive and tricky to keep hold of? Is it something that, you know, like, is is this trick? Is it this, like, is it a um, something that's so far off there that we can't attain it only if we feel that we're feeling mushy inside? Is it someone, you know, um, is it a possession? Is it because, you you know, I possess it, so I love it. We all presume we understand love, right? Love makes me feel special. Love makes me feel good. Love makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Love makes me feel like loving my wife, my children, my parents. But what happens when the so-called love is gone? The thrill is gone. The thrill is gone away. The thrill is gone. You don't feel warm. You don't feel fuzzy anymore, do you? What happens when you don't feel so so so-called in love anymore? What happens then? What do you do with your marriage, your beloved, your relationship with Christ? Because that happens a lot. Well, when I go to mass, when I go to church, I just don't feel nothing. I don't feel I'm getting anything out of it. That, my friends, is a recipe for disaster. Okay. Because love is a act of the will. It is your intellect. It's your mind and your intellect telling your will that this is what I'm going to do. So you're losing love is logic. Okay. So when we are, you know, we're feeling all fuzzy. What happens is, what happens when those fuzzy feelings leave? What happens when, you know, uh, you you with your wife 
you know, or your kids or, or, or your girlfriend, whatever. And, you know, at first you're feeling all, you know, you rely on your feelings. Well, I feel this way, so I must love her. But when that's gone and you have that, what is to keep you there? Especially you ones that are that are uh, that are so-called, quote unquote, dating. What about what about you? You know, the ones and the ones that sleep with you sleeping with her and then you don't feel the mushy, mushy, any fuzzy, fuzzy anymore. So you go, hmm, I must not love her. So I'm out of here. What happens when that's gone? See, feelings are fleeting. Feelings are fleeting. And if we rely on our feelings, they will let us down every time. And think about it in your life when you've used only feelings and emotion, just like today, how the countries run, how the churches run. All the wussy men think and feel is how I feel. That's how women's supposed to think. Now, you're going to go, what? That's how that's sexist. Oh, it ain't sexist, man. That's the natural law. man. That's how it's supposed to be. Women, the emotion, women making decisions on their emotions and how they feel for them. That is a perfection for men. The logic where we make decisions, that's a perfection. And that's why it's called one flesh. You put those together. That's how you go through your marriage. That's how you raise your kids because you have two of equal sides. Those two come together. Those sides come together and you have perfection. But women rely on emotion more. They have to because for the nurturing and raising and education of the kids. That's why today um, in the government, especially like with this election going on, everybody's talking about how the one one candidate makes me feel nobody's being logical. Look how look at the Supreme Court, how they how they um, approve same sex marriage and how they were in California and just them people voted against same sex marriage and stuff. And what did they do? They the, the court forced them to do what they wanted them to do. All this stuff is about emotion. Just like, well, you know, I want I want to take contraception. That was a, they used to be a, they used to not be allowed either, but now people once contraception was allowed, what did that do? That brought in abortion. That brought in um, uh, no fault divorce. That brought all of this stuff. So what happens? Love and sex doesn't mean anything. Making love, the mental embrace, doesn't really mean anything. And that's why you have to use our logic, and that's where God comes in. God comes in and asks us to follow the commandments, the natural law of the nature of things, using our wills, not our emotion. Okay? And that's why one of the reasons why the men, God placed men as the head of the household because of the way we make decisions. Because women, they're smart and intelligent, but they have their gifts and we have our gifts. And so that's why, and in, in any way, in a family, in an organization, there can only be one chief. Okay? So that's why love is very, it's, it's a complicated thing. It's not simple. That's why we must understand that love, what it is, it's an act of our will. It's what we do, what we decide we're going to do. Because if we don't do it that way, when we're not feeling mushy anymore, what happens is we, we abandon our wife. We abandon Christ. We leave the church and leave Christ because, well, he didn't do this for me and he's not doing that for me. And I just feel I'm not getting nothing from it. That If you're not getting nothing from it, that means, you know what? If you're at mass and you're not getting something from it, first of all, that's aloofness. Basically, what have you done to learn? What have you done to learn about the faith? What, how, what kind of responsibility have you taken in your faith? If you're not a deep and religious man, which is what you need to be to save your marriage and your family um, and to save your soul and help save your wife's soul and your kid's soul, 
If you're not that man, then what's going to happen is you're you're all those things I just mentioned are going to falter. Um, and I that's the best I can put that man for now. Um, so like I said, <coughs> I'll tell you, you know what happens when you lose the fuzzy feeling. God, Christ, the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, your wife, they're screwed. Your marriage, it's screwed. Why? Because now that I sense I don't love you anymore, that's my excuse to abandon my marriage. And that's what a lot of men do today. I got a I got a friend, and that's what happened. That's what happened. You know, the man got tired. He wasn't cool no more. He's like, well, I'm gone. Let the wife left the kids and everything. And that's not the only example of that in today's society. It happens all the time. That's why I preach in God is in, is one of God's uh, what the sixth commandment to not be having sex outside of marriage, because when the dude, when he gets tired of you, he didn't use you up as a woman. He just leaves you. Then you get all mad when a flatten his tires and go to his job and beat up his boss. <laughs> you know, find the girl, beat her up. Hey, you can't be mad, you know. So anyway, so that's my um and uh, and now, like I said before, because I don't, you know, as a man, I don't feel in love anymore. That's my excuse to abandon my marriage. <laughs> Um, and to find a home record to shack up with. Oh, but only until I get tired of her. Kind of like what I just said. When I get tired of her, so we leave and we desert our families. That's what happens. But naively, we rationalize somehow they will be okay. Our families will be okay. If we leave them, if we abandon them, if I leave my wife and go mess with some floozy or you know, my wife, I got to, uh, she gets paralyzed and I got to take care of her. I leave her. If she has a uh, severe mental problems or she becomes an alcoholic, there's all kind of reasons today that society gives you to leave your woman. So if you leave your woman, basically you left your family and everybody rationalized the kids are going to be okay. My wife's going to make it or my husband's going to make it. Stop lying to yourself, man. That's what I say. You lie to yourself and you rationalize it to make yourself feel better. This reasoning is just an excuse to indulge in total selfishness. And that's what our society is today. And my job is not here to coddle you. My job is here to tell you the truth so that you understand once you know you have no excuse. Because your job is to be a man of courage. Your job is to be a man of 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 greatness of 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 sacrifice okay and if all you do is you in, in these situations these are situations of your life when you make a decision like this this is situations of your life this affects your whole life your eternity man this affects your wife and your children their whole being but society and and that's the devil in the society you can say whatever you want that gets us to start making stupid decisions because why we are selfish okay that's what they teach us today so the reason it's, it's a it's a re, you know it's just a reason like i said to indulge in, in total selfishness you know it i know it and more importantly god knows it now let's look at this in more logical and a more commonsensical <laughs> perspective like i like i'm like i usually say so the question is 
Concerning love, are you classically Catholic or secular? I've asked that question many times on Facebook uh, and other videos and things like that. I've asked that question. Concerning love, are you classically Catholic or secular? Which means, look, you only got one side. There's only two sides, man. Either you're on the side of Christ or you're on the side of um of the evil one. You got to make it up. Everybody tries to ride the fence, man. You can't ride the fence because eventually if you ride the fence, the evil one going to snatch you on his side. It's just a natural thing. So what is love? Is it an emotion, a feeling? Well, according to the Catholic Church, Christ Church, <laughs> love is willing the good of another at the sacrifice of oneself. Bam. You see, man, love, let's, let's like analyze it. Love is willing the good of another at the sacrifice of yourself. So if I'm married, so let's, let's just make this make it easy, kind of like feeding off my last video, um, premarital sex, what real Catholic men do. <laughs> um, let's just use it as an example. So what happens is you, you find this sweet girl. You marry her. I mean, you 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 start dating her, so-called dating her, and you're not courting her because if you're courting, you ain't trying to have sex. If you're dating, of course, what you're trying to do. And you think I care about her. She says, I'm going to give you my body. You go, okay, and you sleep with her. Now, is that really willing the good for her? Is that you willing the good for her? Especially most of you dudes, you can't last no more than two, three minutes, five minutes anyway. <laughs> so is it really, are you really willing the good? <laughs> is that really the good? <laughs> um, so love is willing the good of another. So is that really willing her good? I mean, you sleep with her, uh, you invade her soul, you invade her body, you know, um, and she... You know, at the time you think it's okay, but then you get tired of her and you leave her because 99% of the time, man, people don't get married. They, you know, so why, why don't ladies, why don't men get married? They don't get married because why? Because <laughs> I can leave you when I want to. I can rationalize in my mind. Hmm, I don't want her no more. I don't love her no more. So I can leave. Is that really the good of her? If you a man? And are you another another the other part? Are you sacrificing yourself for that woman? No, you're not. You're trying to get pleasure. So what do you do? You don't sacrifice yourself. You give in to the pleasure, which you think you're giving her pleasure. But in the end, if you don't marry her, which you know most dudes ain't trying to marry nobody, um, especially if you're sleeping with them. Um, so. Is that is that is that being a man? Is that being a real man? Is that is that being a man of honor, of courage? No, it's not. So you see, that is a simple explanation. That's just one thing. But love is the act of a will. If you really cared about the girl, what you would do is you would court her, you would see if you like her, you become her best friend. Because once you become some a, a woman's best friend, you're more apt to stay with her and not abandon her. So that's what happens. So if you court her and you and you find that you love her and you care about her, you become a best friend, then you move to the next step. Okay, maybe we can get married. You know, then you start thinking about marriage. But if you 
if you say or or say on the opposite side, say you start courting the girl and you find that she's crazy. She got a mental problem. Well, at least you know that now. You haven't slept with her. You haven't put no money into her. You haven't um you haven't done anything to connect y'all together. And so you it's easy for you to go as a man and be honorable about it and go, look, this ain't working now, and you can leave. And you haven't hurt anybody. I mean, you might hurt the girl's feelings a little bit if she likes you, but it's not nearly as much is if you sleep with her and then go, ah, well, you know, I will I will leave now. <laughs> or you get her pregnant, then you leave her and the kid. So you're hurting, we're hurting so much. So that's just how it works, man. That's the opposite size, side. Um, we as men make a conscious decision to love, honor, and cherish our wives for eternity. Not until I don't feel the feeling anymore. Sure, don't get me wrong. Having a warm and fuzzy feeling, it's nice. Look, man, I like warm and fuzzy feelings. I like, you know, when I feel that way about my wife, but sometimes I don't want to kiss my wife. I don't want to hug her. I don't want to do nothing. But what do I do? I know that for the good of our marriage and of the sacrifice of myself, because it's not how you feel, it's what you, what our duty is. Just like with Christ, we're, we're supposed to give Christ a minimum of 15 minutes of prayer a day. If you do your rosary, <laughs> you got it covered. You know, he's our creator and we can't even give him 15 minutes of our of our devotion and time. See, man, that's not love, dude. That's just being around God at your convenience. So I like the warm and fuzzy. I really do. And, and a lot of times, sometimes when I'm with Christ in, in adoration or at mass, I, I get the warm and fuzzy. That's just a nice little benefit. But. Feelings are can be a motivator and it makes us sense euphoria and it's pleasurable, something we are definitely used to. Um, and as a benefit, the closer you grow to Christ, you may experience some emotion, like I just said. On the other hand, as you move through the levels of the faith, God will strip those emotions away. See, here's the thing. Here's how God works. You, 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 um, you know, and to get you on. He gives you all this funny, like Protestants, you know, they up in church and like even Catholics when we first start, you know, we start coming over to God. We's like, oh, my God, I got all this new knowledge. I feel I see what's going on. I see how the world works. Oh, my God, I just can't get enough of God. And on your feelings like I just want to be with him every day and every Sunday and I want to blah, blah, blah. But then as you grow in your faith and you get closer and closer to the Lord, what happens is. The emotions are stripped away because God wants you to not. He wants you to love him, you know, because if you depend on the emotion, then what you're doing is you're kind of using God as a as a high. And that's not what he wants, because once the again, feelings are fleeting. And once you lose the high, you're not going to want to do the sixth commandment to not commit adultery. You're not going to not want to. uh you know, holding a, a commandment number one, you know, no other gods above me and that kind of stuff, because or you're not going not gonna to want to steal or you're not going to want to covet your neighbor's wife. You know, you you not um, all these different things, because while you're marching on feelings and we know how we start relying on feelings, what happens? We get lax. You know, we start not wanting to do anything. And that's why the more you grow in the face, God strips your feelings away if you had anything. So if you rely on them at first, then eventually you, you got to know that's going to go away. So that's why you got to prepare yourself and lose logic as a man. Okay. Um, 
Further, um, further, you'll have to depend on your will to sustain you in the faith. Look, let's break it down to the core. Love is a decision, a commitment, a burning fire within and within within the will saying, I will do this no matter what happens, no matter the cost. No, like I, I say a lot of times, you know, I, I use this um, this I use this example of when I am, a, um, you know, and I pray about this. I, I, I think about this every day and I pray I be, I, that I can be the man that my wife needs in case this happens. Like wonder if a, a man is married and then uh, his wife gets in a car wreck and she gets paralyzed like Christopher Reeve from the neck down. If you all you thought about was the feeling and that's all that sustained you in your marriage, you're going to leave her. I know it. and You know it. Everybody knows it because feelings on what about on those day, feelings ain't there most of the time, especially in some that kind of situation when you got a uh, when the person's got to take their wife and pull her out of the bed, when they got to put her in the wheelchair, when they got to take her to the bathroom and they have to wipe her up. Or they have to um, empty her urine sack and all that kind of stuff. What happens then? See, this is why life is a test. It's a sacrifice. And this this is why the test is, can you be the man that God's calling you to be? Can you die to yourself? Can you sacrifice everything you are for everybody else in your family and your wife and in your life? That's how it comes. Okay? So, no matter how I feel, I'm going to be there. Moreover, I'm a man, a Christian soldier. I will I will myself to love my wife, even if she no longer loves me. See, that's a hard one, too. My wife, I had a guy email me a couple weeks, a month, a month or so ago, talking about he wants me to help him get his wife back in his in his house. And I'm thinking, okay, that's cool. Hey. I, I've done that. I can I can help you with that. You know, it happened to me. I I, I can do it. <laughs> you know, so I write him this long email, dude. I write him this long email, tell him all the things he needs to do. You know that. You know, one thing I did tell him: once the woman leaves the house, it's ten times harder to get her back. You, you got to do. You got to keep her in the house and do the things that take to keep her in the house, right? So I tell him about you know. You know, you got to start sacrificing and praying the rosary and, and, and initiating the supernatural world and God for help. And these all these things that you got to do that I usually talk to people about. And then the next email, I think I did an OK job. The next email, he emails back. No, no, Jerry, you don't understand. She divorced me and she's gone. I'm like, dude, she did what? She's divorced. She divorced. Y'all divorced. <laughs> you you. You asking me to work a miracle Jesus Christ almost can't do, dude. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> See, when she's gone and they divorced you, now people just like these, the marrying divorce, what they want to do, they divorce so they want to take communion at church and everything. They want to they want to commit a mortal sin and take communion in the church. That's Jesus Christ. That's, that's, that's serious going to hell offense. But people, they want to do it anyway. You divorced and you taking, you know, and not. To, well, let me put that back. Not being divorced, being divorced is not the is not the mortal sin. It's when you you're divorced and you having sex or you're you're uh, having relations with another woman uh, or another man. 
and you divorce and then you go in there and start, you know, you know, taking, you know, taking the Eucharist because you can get divorced all you want. God, in, in, in the eyes of God and his church, Christ church, you still married. So as long as you don't go outside those vows, you good, I guess. But even in the church, you're supposed to live together if you're married. So anyway, how do you get a woman back in your in, in your marriage when in your in your house when you shouldn't divorced you? What you have to do is seriously, seriously invoke the Holy Spirit, dude, which is you got to seriously start sacrificing. You got to triple what you would have to do if you if she was if you were trying to keep her in the house and she's already still in the house. And people don't understand that. They think, well, she's gone and I can get her back. I, and I, or when she's in the house, we go, well, you know, you put this off, you put that off before you know it, she's gone. And once they, once a woman leaves, man, it, 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 it's real hard, dude. Once a woman leaves, it's hard, man. It's real hard to get her back. Because women, they stay with you until they can't take it no more. A woman will let you beat on her emotionally. Beat on her, beat on her, beat on her, beat on her, and not ask you for any love back. The only thing she will try to do, most of them, is they'll try to do the curse of Eve on you. They'll start trying to control you. When your woman feels that you don't love her, that's when she starts nagging you. When your woman feels that you're not all in, that's when she starts nagging you, trying to control you and think you're a buffoon and all this stuff. That's why I always say, men, you're responsible for your marriage. You're responsible for the good. You're responsible for the success or failure of your marriage. If you don't take me serious on that, just look at all these dudes are divorced and ask them. They'll tell you. They'll tell you, man, why'd you, why, why are your wife bringing it along? And if you li- listen to a talk, they're going to talk about what she did, she that, she that. And they'll never tell me what they did. But the real wise ones, the real wise ones, they go, man, I just, I didn't do my job. Because, <laughs> man, look, women, like I tell my sons all the time, I tell people, you know, I tell my sons and I tell, I say, Women don't want nobody else when they didn't chose you. That's why they take so much from your from your butt. <laughs> That's why they do. Once a woman chooses you, she don't want to be going out giving her body to somebody else. That's just the way it works. Anyway, we're gonna move on. I kind of get off a little bit. I really didn't. It's all it's all kind of the same. This this love thing is a complicated thing, man. But what I want to ask you is do you get it though? Do you get it? <laughs> you know. Brother, feelings are fleeting. Just if you don't believe anything I'm saying, just think about through your life how many times that your feelings have left you and left you there and you don't know what to do. Okay? Or your feelings have made you make some dumb decisions like getting angry, you know, um, and doing something stupid that you would normally do. Well, a prime example is a small example, but you're in your car and you drive on the highway and do cut you off. You know he was wrong. He knows you was wrong, but you got to let him know. And you get all pissed off for calling the man names in your head, out in your breath. You let your anger get out of control. That's a feeling. That's a feeling. Logically, what should have you had done? You should just been, look, man, been like Christ would have been. Like Ben Meek, been like, look, man. Christ would have been like, look, man, whatever, dude. You just gone. <laughs> you just got to do what you got to do. Man, I'm going to steal back and put my cruise on. I'm going to ride on down this road. You know, ain't gonna let, Christ wouldn't let that, wouldn't let that hurt him. But see, because that's logic thinking, okay? So, feelings come and go. If you base your love on emotion, your logic and intellect are severely affected. Moreover, I can't trust anything you say. Why? Because emotions are completely unpredictable. I had a priest, Father Ripperger, and I, I, 
I'm, I like uh, that dude, man, has took me along in my life, man, he, my, in my faith, man. He's, he's, he stretched me, dude. And, um, it's hard sometimes, but he said the same thing. If a person deals with emotion all the time, you can't trust them because you don't know what the heck they're going to do. They go, think, oh, look at the Black Lives Matter crap. People going all around, you know, a dude, uh, these so-called people got killed. Okay, so the, the, the police overreacted or whatever. But you know what? Here is my thought on all that. Okay. And I've told all my sons this from a time they were babies because I learned it early as a black man. First of all, I don't care if you black, if you white, Chinese, if you Korean, Japanese, Australian, English, Indian, whatever the heck you are, you are the one that put yourself in positions. You are. Like this one, this last dude that got killed, he made a decision to, to create the to, to commit the crime. He did that. So when you when you are in mortal sin, like let's say this dude, I don't know the dude's name because I don't really keep up on that stuff. But I'm going to tell you, look at it like this. When you commit a mortal sin, let's say you steal something from somebody. The police come. Okay. Once you commit that mortal sin, you have rejected God. You have pushed God out. So what does that do? Leave the way for all the evil to come in and the bad and the sin. You are to you totally have no grace, dude. It's all gone. So you are relying on on the person that comes to be this great person when you didn't you didn't stole some or you committed a crime and you're trying to run and you're not you just don't have no logic and the police come and what happens to you happens because you have allowed evil in and you if you think the devil loves you brother you you got nothing coming so that's how it works i tell my sons all the time there's nothing if, if a person is on the on the corner selling drugs, nobody made the decision but you. Once you once you make those kind of decisions, you put yourself in a whole nother world. You 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 say you you remove yourself from grace, from goodness, which is God, and you put yourself on the corner selling drugs into a whole nother world, dude. You made you made that decision. You made that decision. No one forced you. So you out at four or five o'clock in the morning at the club. Something happens at the club. You you are on the corner selling drugs. You messing around on your wife. You sleeping with a girl, and you not married to her. You um, you go. I mean, um, you're a drunkard. You know, all these things that happen to you. You put yourself in these positions. So when the law comes around, you. I mean, you are at the mercy of the devil and of the, of the law person. So if the law person isn't a very nice person and they overreact and put their knee on your neck and you die, sure, that part's his part. But if you had your buddy home watching, watching TV and watching football some or being with your wife or hanging out with your kids, none of that would have never happened. Now, love it or hate it, that's the truth. Okay. So that's why Father Ripperker says, when a person relies on emotion, you cannot under you cannot rely on them. You cannot rely on them because they are they are unstable, dude. You'll never know what they're gonna do. A person that thinks logically, you can trust that they're gonna continue to think logically. Like most men today in this country, especially, 
you know, I've been to other countries too, but it's been 20, 30 years. So I'm not sure how they thinking now. Well, I know in this country, most men are the wusses of the West. We are the wusses of the West. Everything we talk about is me, 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 I, 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 inside in our brains we say the same thing. Me, 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 I, 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 whatever I want, whatever I want to do, whatever kind of pleasure I want, we don't sacrifice for nothing. We don't sacrifice for nobody. We don't sacrifice for our wife. We don't sacrifice for our children. We leave them out there. This one story I heard the other day with this priest telling he said this deacon went to the uh this deacon went to um well was doing a church ministry. So he went into the <laughs> So the deacon went to the ministry and he he was talking to the dude he had been seeing, you know, when cuz we we in the prison ministry, you know, you get to know the know the inmates and stuff. So he was a deacon. So he's in there so he got to know this one dude. And the deacon was like, look, man, you got to get to, he'd come to the point with the guy. He could say he could, he could really be truthful with him, but he said, look, man, you got to get together, brother. You know, you, you in jail again, you in here for four or five years, you know, what you going to do when you're going to get out, you know, you, you hurting your, your, your girlfriend. Cause you're not married to her. You know, the kids are, you know, you got kids with her, you know, you know, you, you got to get together, man, so you can be so you can be respectful and be honorable for your for your kids and for your family. Right. The dude got mad. The dude got mad. He said, what do you mean? I ain't taking care of my kids. I ain't doing right by my kids, man. They get, man. They getting they on medical. They go on Medicaid. <laughs> they on food. Stamps. They get fed every day and they get a welfare check. I mean, my kids are doing good. I'm doing right by my kids. <laughs> that's a true story, dude. I promise you that's a true story. <laughs> See how warped we are? See how warped we are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Again, which are you? What should your view be concerning love? I'm warning you. This stuff I'm saying is going to is, is gonna hurt. And I know a lot of things I've said have hit home to a lot of dudes. But look, man, you can't grow if you don't if you if you ain't under trauma. You got to you got to start thinking about this stuff. So what stance on love in the end will make us happy? After all, God understands relying on feelings will eventually let us down. They will lead us astray, abandon us, not to mention when it comes to the critical areas of our life, faith and marriage. But the intellect, the will is something on a higher level. It never leaves. This is why I've been preaching for the last 30, 30 minutes that it's the act of the will. Do you you want the will, the good of another, the good of your neighbor, the good of your wife, of your children? Everything you should be doing, you think, is are they going to get the good of that? And you want to will that for them. That's what love is. Our will forces us to logic, to common sense. You know, even when our emotions guide us in the wrong direction to say abandon God or abandon our wife. This is why the Catholic faith is the bomb, dude. And you can say whatever you want. You have to be Catholic if you don't want to. That's your thing. But I'm telling you what, you can't in the Protestant faith. You cannot go deeper. You cannot go deeper than the Catholic faith. Because once you get in here and you start learning, now I'm not saying you listen to all these crazy priests and bishops out here and the men inside this church. That's in every church. That's in every school where you got teachers abusing people. You got you got uh, 
uh, uh, kids, uh, you know, teachers abusing teachers. It just, you know, it's all over, man. I, I'm not saying the stuff is right. I'm just, I'm just saying that you follow, you don't leave Christ because of what a man does. And so, you know, the Catholic faith is the bomb. It will lead you. If you follow the faith of 2000 years, man, they got it. We got it all together. I just hate to say it, but it is, it is because Christ, the saints, the angels, they, the, the fathers of the church, all the writings, over 5,000 writings about Jesus. I mean, all that stuff, man, is, is that's what propels this faith. That's why we got over a billion people. It should be more, but the bishops didn't mess that up since 1960. Anyway, I ain't going to get into that. So God realizes we come to him as an act of our wills, not because we suppose today we love him or tomorrow we despise him because we didn't get our way, which I've talked about that. Look, authentic men, true men, men of courage, have fortitude, perseverance, fight and long suffering. Why? To have the fortitude to remain and engage in a battle with the evil one, dude. This is what this is all about. It's a test. It's a battle every day. Can I defeat evil so I can remain good? Okay. So I can be a saint in order to protect his beloved, to defend his beloved, to serve his beloved. That's why we're doing this. And to tell themselves, we will never leave. We will never stop battling even until death. Why? Because my friend, this is just what true man does. So if you like what you're hearing and want to help others, here is what to do. Share this podcast with your friends on social media and other places you hang out. Here is how to help. You know, as well as I do, people are always having problems in their marriage but just don't know where to turn. You can really help save a marriage and or a family by sharing this podcast with someone that you suspect is having problems. Here's where to go. www.savemycatholicmarriage.com Signs them up for the podcast as well as the Marriage Masterclass training. Remember, we are our brother's keeper. Help save a marriage today. www.savemycatholicmarriage.com I've talked a lot about the problems, but you know, I don't roll like that. We're going to what is the solution? So what's the solution? Here are some things that will help three times, um, three items to help you slash emotion and embrace your will. Number one, strive to become your wife's best friend. Don't give me that crap. You become your wife's best friend and your marriage will last forever. It will. If you, because if, if your wife is your best friend, you ain't going to neglect her. You ain't going to be mean to her, and if you are, you're going to apologize. You're going to treat her right. You're going to put her on the pedestal. You're going to do everything it takes because you love her. You, you, you feel close to her. If you let your wife have another best friend, she's going to be telling that best friend all the crap that you do. 
She's going to tell that best friend all the stuff you ain't doing. And she's just going to be telling somebody else all her inside feelings and what she's thinking. If you ain't her best friend, you better believe somebody is. And guess what? That somebody ain't always a woman. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> it's vital that you put this into place ASAP. Also remember that it takes three to make love, God, your beloved, and yourself. Number two, realize that our current society relies on emotion. I talked a lot about that today. You as a man are bound by logic, not emotion. Understand if you rely on feelings, I'm reviewing, they will eventually let you down and make a fool out of you. They will. Ask a lot of those dudes in jail. You can never sustain your love for your beloved, and if that happens, divorce court is in your future. Divorce court. Authentic masculinity is of Christ, of God, and of true man. Number three, prayer. You know, I always talk about prayer. This is the marriage tactic. Prayer, 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 prayer. At least 15 minutes a day, you got to get on your knees and ask God to save you, your marriage, your children, your wife, all of that. And I always ask for something for the church, for the priesthood, for, for someone else other than yourself on a global level. OK, please, man, pray, dude. Without prayer, you can't make it to heaven. You know why? Because the evil one's going to infiltrate you. I have to because, you know, I have to mention prayer because St. Thomas Aquinas says that without prayer, you cannot be saved. St. Thomas Aquinas, a father of the church, a saint. One of the greatest minds in the history of the world says that without prayer, you cannot be saved. So you must contemplate how this statement pertains to your marriage, which is the most important thing in your life. Number four, sign up for the marriage master, uh, sign up for the marriage master class at www.savemomcatholicmarriage.com. This will get you started and give you some ideas and guidance on what you can do to begin fixing your marriage or better preventing chaos. Like like I the dude his wife left and he they divorced him and he didn't want to he tell me, you know. You can't let your wife leave. Once she leaves, dude, it's hard as heck to get her back. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and click the button to enter the marriage masterclass. Next, here are three benefits to working on tactic number three: realizing love is willing the good of another. First, if you ignite your will, your marriage will stand the test of time. Second, as long as you possess love, commitment, perseverance, your marriage will ride with the greatest in the history of mankind. Okay. Third, freedom. Understand that you've ignited your will and told yourself that I will love my wife no matter what. This gives you a certain freedom that demands that your mind focuses on success Rather than abandonment of your pearl, your marriage. Oh, man, that was, please listen to that. Don't, man, you got to do the things to keep your marriage together, dude. It's called marriage maintenance. Next, what are the consequences of failing to follow the alpha marriage tactic number three? Realizing love is not an emotion. Your marriage will eventually become chaotic. It will happen slow, but it will come. Some of us are in that position right now. Some of us are in that position right now. It happens slow. The devil and God, the supernatural world, they work slowly. It's a gradual thing. It never happens today. 
you know, you're in love and tomorrow she's walking out the door. It never happens like that. Okay. It's a gradual time. Why? To get you to get it together. God does it that way to get you to get your stuff together. Instead of focus on getting out or getting away, you will focus on ways to succeed and make sure that she feels loved, protected, and secure. Okay. Lastly, your marriage will fill with love, respect, and devotion because your wife believes that no matter what, you are all in and you are here for the long haul. Those are the benefits and the consequences, fellas. That's what's up. If that's what you want, then that's what we need to do. Okay. All right. So what do you think? Send your questions to radical questions at alpha at catholicalpha.com. Send your questions to radical questions at catholicalpha.com. Are you here to build a better marriage? Do you worry daily about the state of your relationship with your wife? Do you really understand how she thinks, how to keep her happy, her deepest needs and desires? Would you like to regain the respect, intimacy, devotion, and communication you once had? Or better yet, make your marriage better than it was, holier than it was, more impassioned than it was. Not sure where to begin? Visit www.savemycatholicmarriage.com and save your seat for the Marriage Masterclass today. If you're ready to man up, get your woman back and battle for your marriage, visit www.savemycatholicmarriage.com and enter the Marriage Masterclass now. And in conclusion, as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI. Quote, society offers you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you. Fast, pray, and prepare. For battle. Thank you, Christian soldier, for listening in today. Do you have a critical or pressing problem in your marriage right now? Want help? Come on the show and ask me in person. We can do this completely anonymously. You don't have to be on camera or say your name. It's totally up to you. I would just love to have you as a guest on the show. More importantly, you would be helping other men as well. Contact me at RadicalQuestions at CatholicAlpha.com. And lastly, please share this podcast with someone that may need help in their marriage or relationship. Help me save a marriage today.